Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Okay, before we meet our guest, I have to tell you about the app that has helped me get into the Word every single day. Dwell is a Bible app I've just totally fallen in love with. Their mission is inspired by the psalmist who admonishes us in Psalm 119 to hide the Word of God in our hearts. Dwell has built the most beautiful listening and reading experience for the scriptures. I personally listen to Dwell first thing in the morning when I sit down at my desk and I do some prayer journaling. And currently, I'm going through the beloved listening plan And I'm just loving the way that this allows me to get into the Word every day in a way that's specific to how I learn best. I set a reminder on my phone to pop up so I can easily just open the app and hop into my listening plan. I also love that they have scripture playlists, like ones based on mood, so you can find something from the Lord no matter what you're feeling. One of the coolest things about Dwell is their new read-along experience. And if you've ever seen Apple Music's lyrics feature, then that's exactly what you can expect from read-along with Dwell. Gorgeous backgrounds, big bold text that scrolls as the narrator reads to you. I'm telling you, you've got to try it and I think you're going to love it. So go to dwellapp.io forward slash wildconfidence to get 10% off of a yearly subscription or 33% off of Dwell for Life. What's up, friends? Welcome back to Wild Confidence Podcast. Today, I'm so pumped for y'all to hear this guest. Uh, Prince Amukamara is with us. Prince, how are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, I've been telling people I'm doing better than I was doing yesterday. And everyone's always asking, what happened? What happened yesterday? Oh, nothing. I just like to think that I'm improving every day. <laughs> I like that. That's what, I might start to say that too. That's a good little tip for each day. So for our friends, we have uh, a wide range of audience, mainly female. For our friends who don't know who you are or don't maybe know a ton about sports, fill us in about all of the things about you. Uh, well, I would say first and foremost, um, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh but I mean, I I grew up in Glendale, Arizona. My parents are from Nigeria, so I'm 100% Nigerian. And um, my dad came over here in the 80s. And then so we moved to New Jersey. Uh, well, my parents came here. That's where they planted roots in New Jersey. They said it was too cold. Mm. Then we came to Arizona. Arizona's <laughs> too hot. But we, we decided to stay here and uh, was a three-sport athlete and played basketball, football, and track. And then um, I got an offer to play college football at Nebraska and then play there for four years, graduated in three and a half. I have to brag about my academic side. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then got drafted first round to the New York Giants and won a Super Bowl my first year, which was awesome. Wow. And then, uh, and then so spent five years in New York had a cup of coffee with the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was one year, three years with the Chicago Bears, and then finished my 10th year with the Arizona Cardinals for the home. And then um, 
when I was in New York, I flipped Shorty, my wife. Uh, we met in a club in, in New York, and um, she was actually my first girlfriend. And we've been, uh, we met in June of, uh, we met in January of 2012, got engaged July of 2013, got married October of 2013, and we've been married for almost uh, eight years, and we have two kids, uh, Paisley and Princeton, who are five and four. They're precious. And yeah, yeah, they are. They are. Actually, I have, I have a sister named Precious. I have five sisters, <laughs> by the way. Princess, Precious, Promise, Peace, and Passionate. Stop. So They're all wife, P's. Yeah, so when I, went, when I met my wife, Pilar, I was like, you know what, that that's not why I married her, but <laughs> it was almost like, okay, it's a time. Like, yeah. like her name starts with P and I wasn't even looking for that either. And so she fed it. the P thing going with our kids. Yeah, she did. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So yeah, that's the quick little summary of, um, of the Mukum Mars. So she was your first girlfriend? Yes, she was my first girlfriend. And not not to say or not to get the idea that I've never been on a date um before uh with the with the female or whatever. But yes, she was she was my first girlfriend. I just I just I don't know, it was just it's so funny. I tell everybody like through high school and college, like the girls that I wanted to date didn't want me and the girls I didn't want to date wanted to date me. And so it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was weird. Like I, it, I just couldn't find like, like, uh, like the match, like someone who I wanted and someone who wanted me, it was always off a little bit. And it's funny because and I'm sure I'm not the only one who is guilty of this, but then I go back, you know, and just look at like, their Facebooks or their Facebook or profile happened to cross um, my feed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God that you didn't answer my prayers. <laughs> because <laughs> it's just, I'm just thankful that I, that I, um, that I, I'm just happy that I chose um, the one that was right for me. So it worked out. Absolutely. And I would definitely echo the relief of not not right. being with some people from the past. I'm like, oh my gosh, life would have been a lot different. That is evidence of the Lord right there, of right. his goodness. Right. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So this, this podcast, the show is called Wild Confidence. And mm. it seems like having a strong faith in the locker room might require some confidence. How did you or do you stay strong in your faith in that situation? Or, and did you ever face any like pushback or hardship? Yeah. And so even just how you phrase the question, it's almost like insinuating that because it requires a lot of, a lot, a lot of confidence, it's almost like insinuating that there's not a believers on a team or a lot of stuff that goes against my faith, which is, which is 50, 50. I like to tell everyone my approach in the locker room is I like to go undercover Christian, meaning I, meaning you would only, like, you would only know that I'm a Christian by, like, by when you talk to me, like how I talk, um, like how I, how I act, like, um, let me give an example, for example, right, one of the guys, like some of the guys would want to go to um, strip clubs. What's awesome is that 
I didn't even tell these dudes I was against strip clubs. I would ju- I was just like eavesdropping. We call it ear hustling. Like in in the um, in the locker room, guys talking about what they're doing this weekend, and then I'll go and say, um, they'll say, "Man, Prince, get out of here. We're trying to go. Okay, we're trying to go such and such. Put it even want to go. That shows that whatever I've put off or, or whatever their interaction was with me in the past would reveal to them that you know what, like Prince, like Prince wouldn't go and stuff like that. So that's actually a compliment, even though I don't get an invite. The the non-invite is a compliment or a testament to, to my faith and stuff like that. And so I remember one time I was in New York also, um, I was getting married with my wife. And so the big, the big discussion is always prenups, right? Like when you have a lot of mm-hmm. money, especially when you just meet a girl that you didn't grow up with, right? Like you, like guys might think, okay, she has motive, like and stuff like that. And so I was asking guys and I already knew my answer. Like I remember like my financial advisor, my agent was telling me, get a prenup, non-negotiable. And I said, no, I'm not getting a prenup. And, and you're right. It's not, it's not negotiable. I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not getting a prenup. Like it's, and I I didn't go in to preachy with them, but all I said, like, Hey, it's not what's mine is mine anymore. It's, it's, it's what's ours and stuff like that. And if they, if they wanted to combat, then I would have, I would have went in a little harder, but I didn't. So I already knew what my answer was, but I just wanted to feel my other teammates pulse on this question and I wanted to kind of witness to them and so I would ask anybody whether it's Eli Manning the starting quarterback or um or any of my DBs my my teammates I would just say hey like I'm thinking about getting married like what's up like should like everyone's telling me I should get a prenup what do you think well how long have you known your girl bro it's it's Pilar. Remember, you guys introduced me to her. You guys helped me talk to her, like at the club. No, no, you met her in the club, and you, no, 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 and stuff like that. I'm like, hold on, what's wrong, Prince? Like, you just met her. Like, you don't know, you don't know what her motives are and stuff like that. Like, you don't. And everyone always brings up, like, hey, marriage success rate is fifty percent. I don't want to give like the like the church response, but or the I call like the Christianese answer. But like, if me and my yeah. wife like both love the Lord, right? Everyone, like they draw a triangle, right? Like Jesus at the top, me and my wife at the bottom. If we yeah. seek the Lord, right? Um, and, and love each other, like every like everything's going to be successful. <clears throat> and that's, that's my mindset. And that's what I truly believe. And if I trust her and she trusts me, like our success rate is not based off that 50%. Not saying that they're not, there are not Christians who, um, who get divorces because we we know that that that's true it does happen but I just feel like in my like in my marriage like the chances of that happening um, is not it's not 50 percent it's higher and stuff like that so I combated that with that and um, they said man you worked hard like you're out here working Monday through whatever like you built like you worked your whole life for this and and to to throw it away and stuff like that and they compared it to insurance and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I'm thinking like, fellas, like this is not a, this is not a contract. It's a covenant. Like this is to the Christians that were telling me, bro, like I know we're Christian, but bro, you need to get a prenup. I said, Hey, did, did God do a prenup with us? Like where is bride when he married Ooh. us? Did God, <laughs> right? Did God, did God say, Hey, like if, if this happens, like you don't, you get this, you leave with this. It's like, no, like you get salvation regardless and stuff like that. And so so um, it was it was great to like witness to them. Some of them was was I had them thinking, and some of them were like, yeah, whatever, Prince, you're on some other stuff and stuff like yeah. that. And so, 
and so and so that's so that's another way like i have to like i really have to give like the bible says you have to give an account for your faith for what you believe in and and like that's a situation where i have to do that and um i would say and then so temptation with money like i think for me for me it would like i'm i'm frugal at heart like my parents I would play pop Warner football and I would, we would drive to Vegas for tournaments and my parents would give me a hundred dollars. I would come back with one twenty. <laughs> like I would ask <laughs> another coach, like, Hey, like, can I borrow this? La, da, da. Like, so I was very frugal and I kept money like close because my parents never really gave us allowance. And so we never really got money. So when I got it, I didn't want it. I didn't want to let it go. So right. that kind of, that kind of is like a double-edged sword because now when I got money, I, First of all, I didn't even own a car until I played in my first year in the league. So until I was 21, I never owned a wow. car by my first car. Right. And so I was never into cars. I was never into jewelry. I, like I really had no vice in, yeah. in, 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 in a sense and stuff like that. So that was great. But then it's a double edged sword because now that I do have money, I am working now I'm expected to be a great steward of it. I'm expected to be generous. And yeah. so, so now it's like, okay, the 10th, okay. 10% of 8 million. Hold on. What? A hundred thousand. <laughs> I mean, 800,000. <laughs> and that's before tax. So then like, now I'm like rationalizing, hold on. Is it really before? Is it really after and yeah. stuff like that? And so I say that to say now, so being frugal is a double-edged sword. So now like I'm required to be a great steward and I'm required to be generous so like the first couple of years, the first year, I, I've never, I've never gave right before. And so the first year I, I think I gave like 20,000, right. Mind you, I think my first check was like four, $4 million and I gave 20,000. Wow. And I talked to my boy who, who I think his first check was like 800,000. And he gave, he, 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 I think he did like five to six times more than I did. And he wasn't even flexing on me, like, hey, look, I gave money to you. He was just like, hey, like, this, we, we feel like we've been blessed, and um, we feel like God put on our heart to give generous, generously. And so I, so then the next year, I did five times. Like, you know what? Like, he, he kind of ch- challenged me in, indirectly. I said, you know what? Like, why am I holding so tight? Like, let me, let, like, let me, let me give, let me give more and, and just and, and be faithful and be a steward and, and see what happens. And yeah. so, and so, and that's what I've, and that's what I've been doing each year. And it's hard for, because we spend, and I say we as football players, because we spend our, most of our time in our playing city and then for like five to six months out of a year, and then we go somewhere else. It's it's hard to find like, um, it's hard to be planted or rooted in a church. So I'm very, I was always very involved with FCA. I got, I got saved through FCA and so, and like campus crusades, which is also college and a college ministry. So yeah. I was like, you know what? These have been so instru- instrumental to my faith. Let me give, um, let me give to these, let me give to these organizations. And, um, and I've seen them like continue, like continuously uh, just bless, bless kids um, on campus. And, um, and yeah, it's been amazing. That's awesome. And I love that you're so involved with, those specific, um, missions, but I know you through your foundation and your generosity through others foundation. Can you tell us about the others foundation and and what your 
what you love about it and what your work is with that? Yeah. So as like, as an athlete, like you were always told like, Hey, you need to have a foundation. Like it's where you can give and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't want just a foundation just to have a foundation. And I want, like, if I want it, if I'm going to start one, I want it to be meaningful. I want it to be something like my wife and I are, are passionate about. And so um, I was talking to Darnell. Um, I don't know if he's been on your podcast. Or not. He has. He? he was on season oh, one. Okay, great. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was talking to Darnell and I was like, hey, man, like I'm trying to think for a name for a foundation. And he said, well, what do you want to like, well, what, what do you want your focus to be? I said, dude, that's the thing. Like as, as Christians, I feel like, like it can't just be for one thing. Like Jesus's heart broke for so many other things. And I feel like that's how our heart, our heart should be. And he said, all right, let me think about it. And then I came back. He said, dude, how about others? And I was like, man, like that's all he's, I said, and then I asked him, who are others? And he, he said, dude, like the Bible calls them like the, the ostracized, the marginalized, like the, the lost, the, the least of these, um, the forgotten ones, like, I was like, man, that covers everything. So the, the kid, the kid fighting cancer, the, the, the single mom, the, um, the abused, the, the victim, the, the homeless person, like it, it encompasses everyone that we should have, um, that we should, that we should have a heart for. And so we just, we just went with it. So the others foundations is, is, is for others. And, um, and so like I've I visited um, like kid kids with cancer. Me and my wife help feed help, help feed the homeless and and I feel like you can't give you can't just do like I remember I was listening to a, a podcast and a pastor said like hey just feeding um, <clears throat> just feeding a kid giving a kid food and not giving them the gospel it's like giving them a full belly on their way to hell. It's extreme. Oh, but wow. it, it, it's extreme but it's kind of like true like if I don't give them the gospel like that's the food that's what's going to last them a lifetime like when they are in those rough times like they know who like who to hang on and and who to and who to call on like like yeah. that like that Chick-fil-a sandwich that I just give them like that's that's temporary and that's not yeah. and that's only going to fill them for the moment but the gospel like knowing who Jesus is is going to fill them for eternity and so and so that's what we try to do and that's how the conference came about and so we've so our conference is in Phoenix Arizona and when building the conference I want to I'm trying to cater to the attendee uh, mm-hmm. the, the high schoolers the, the youth like I, I want this to be like the, the, the best the best experience and um and also the best experience that's going to want them to come for more and then also this experience is going to compel them or like push them to to get involved to join the local church to make a decision and so in order to do that like I need solid speakers and yeah. so the the speakers that we try to choose have to be of course or should always be gospel gospel um gospel centered and and I try to get two two types. One that's more, you know, those youth speakers that are kind of swaggy and can kind of um, <laughs> integrate like culture and, yeah. and and stuff like that, so the kids can relate to. Then I also want one that's not quite fire brimstone, but that's gonna like all right now. It's like 
now it's gonna like break you down like like there there is a place called hell hell's real yeah and so and or even like or even just to get out of our um out of our like comfort zone and just know like hey christianity doesn't just um exist in america it exists in a small village in china it exists in a small like it's bigger it's bigger than us just just stuff we haven't even thought about and it's also for me too because i remember like i like i thought christian was just an american thing and the fact that a guy here shows that the gospel is moving the fact that we even got to the states and stuff like that so i just want them to see how powerful the gospel is so we do that we have we have a um a singing contest, a dance, a dancing contest. You get the kids prizes, of course. And then I also want, also like, I keep bringing up the, the, the phrase, like real talk. Like I, I also want speakers to like, I want to speak, I want a, a male speaker to speak to the young men about manhood and what it means to be a man of, a man of God. And then also want a female speaker to address the females so they know what it looks like to be a woman of God and yeah. stuff like that and get down to the, like to the nitty gritty. Yeah. And I think that's important because there's so much, I don't know what I dealt with in high school, but because of what's, because of what exists today, they, these high schoolers are dealing with stuff 10, a hundred times more than what I, what I dealt with. Like yeah. there was no social virtual bullying. Like a guy, right. if a guy wanted me to know how, how he, if a guy wanted to tell me how he felt about me, I would either hear through, hear through my friends or like hear through like a letter, like, Hey, so-and-so wants to meet you out after school or something, or he's going to tell me to my face. There was no yeah. subtweeting, talking about someone and, and all this stuff, like, like me, I'm following you. And now you're de- like, it's so much. And so kids like and and like these kids deal deal with it and so just addressing that and and the biggest cure to that or what would help is knowing your identity knowing absolutely that, yeah knowing that even for me as an athlete knowing that I'm not my stat sheet I'm not how good I play on whether it's Friday night Saturday night or Sunday night and as a and as a and then as someone like going to school, like I'm, I'm not what my transcript says. I'm not what this girl or guy says about me. Like you're, you're not that you're, you're who God calls you to be. And that's fearfully and, and wonderfully made. And there was a joke that like men are fearfully made and women are, are wonderfully <laughs> made, but Hey, we're still made in the image of God, the Imago um, Dei. And yeah. so that's what other others conferences is about. I love it so much. You know, I, last year, um, it w- it was meant to go on and right. we were, it was right whenever COVID was kind of creeping in and we were like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And as Justin and I get on the plane, um, cause I was planning on speaking, uh, as soon as the wheels lifted off, we, like we were still in Houston and I got a text from Darnell and it was like, Hey, it's, it's not happening. And like, it's canceled. And I was like, well, we're coming to Phoenix. So <laughs> even if it's not happening, we're on the way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it was exactly. so fun to get to hang out with you and hear your heart because high school students are my like 
heart entirely. Wow. That is, uh, I recently um, just went on a high school retreat and every month I go back to Houston since we moved um, and I go hang out with my high school students because I think I have an attachment issue and I just can't right. let them go. <laughs> but the conversations that we're having and I'm like, I, I literally, the last time uh, I was at the retreat, I was crying so hard because not because of the struggles that I was facing, but because of what they, the conversations they were having. I mean, we're talking about a toxic and abusive relationships they're experiencing, cyberbullying, racial injustice, all of these things. They're feeling so, it's so real. It's so deep. And it's in some of the most transformative years of their lives. And they're looking to their left and they're looking to their right and they don't know where to turn. They don't know where to go. And all we can do is say, look up you know, look up, you've got to look up, you've got to find your identity in the Lord. You cannot be questioning who you are. You have to know whose you are to be able to survive. It's survival mode right now. Like, that's what it feels like. You know, that's what it feels like for these kids. And I'm just like, oh, so like, I mean, just, I hope and and, and pray eternally that others conference is able to um, come back because I think it's an incredible conference. And I, I just love it. Like as soon as Darnell told me about it, I was like, I am, I'm there in a heartbeat, like no questions asked. Um, because I just think it's so needed. It's so needed and just crucial for these high school students. And I just absolutely love your heart for them and all the things that you do for them. Hey, if you're enjoying wild confidence so far, I can't thank you enough for hanging out with us. And we have some bonus content for you. We have a Patreon that you can join if you head to patreon.com forward slash wild confidence. We have podcast bonuses. You get the episodes early, uh, free downloads, and some Enneagram extras that are just so much fun. And we have such a fun community over there. So I would love for you to join us there and support the podcast so we can stay wild at patreon.com forward slash wild confidence. So I'm thinking about like, okay, what about high school Prince? Like if you oh. could give him one piece of advice, like his life is about to change with his career and his industry and just like, just what's ahead, you know, what's one piece of advice you would tell him? Gosh, man. <laughs> um, I would say like the first, well, the first I like to say anytime someone asks me um, a any question, like, and it's hard for me to think, I'm just going to say what's the first thing that came to my head. Like, if you say, my, what's your favorite color? And I say, it's black, but it's really blue. I'm going with black just because <laughs> if it was the first thing that came to my head. So the first thing that came to my head was, like, what is your foundation built on? Like that, that parable, mm-hmm. like, is, is it rock or is it sin? And so, and I think that that's so important that it should be built on rock just because, like, the, like the, the storm is coming. The storm is going to come when you leave, especially when you leave high school, because mommy and daddy ain't there to save you anymore. Your 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 youth leader isn't there to save you anymore. Like you're it's like you're still going to have a community, but now you have to go form that yourself. It's almost like starting all starting all all over kind of. And and you and like that storm is going to come. There's going to be adversity. There's like a guy's going to going to ask you to do something you're not going to want to do. Like yeah. you might be tempted to to cheat on a test or something like to, you have to be making decisions and what can you go back to? And that's, and that's, and that's the Bible. Like 
society is going to change. Society goes with the flow. The Bible is concrete. It's the same it was yesterday. And today is going to be the same forever. And so that's all I can say is like build, continue to build your, your foundation on, on rock. And just because like me, me, me as a high school, high schooler, like, it's funny, like every, everyone hears that I was, I was a virgin till I was married. Right. And so mm-hmm. I, so and when everyone hears that, it's like, oh shoot, Prince was the saint and stuff like that. Prince never dealt with sexual intent. No, yeah. Prince still dealt with, still Prince, still Prince still struggled with porn. Prince was still inappropriate with females and stuff yeah. like that. And even though, and I always tell everyone, I like to get as close to the edge as I could the bottom of the edge was, okay, if I have sex with this female, boom, that means I've sinned. So everything before then right. is sin. So I'm not creating this new rule, this new standard for myself, but no, Jesus is the standard. It's like, hey, yeah. none of this is allowed until I'm married. That's the standard. That's it, Prince. But still, I was still like rationalizing. I was still trying to create my own rules. And by, and by the sense, I'm actually becoming my own God, which is total which is totally wrong and totally bogus and so um and so like I was that I always had my Christian suit on I wanted everyone to think that Prince was this good person Prince never drank Prince never smoked I still haven't smoked or drank to this day Prince waited Mm. to have sex till he married Prince never cursed and stuff like that and I was trying to be the good person and this goes into my testimony which I was, I believe that, hey, a good person, being a good person got me to heaven and stuff like that. And then when I got smacked with the gospel, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like yeah. that, like, I, 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 like, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even be good. Like, even if I broke one commandment, which, okay, I've lied. Okay, boom. Everything, it doesn't matter if you, if you did everything else. Like, I, I'm still in need for salvation. I still need to believe and trust the life, the death and the, um, and the resurrection of of Jesus Christ to be saved. And so um, once I once I learned what the gospel meant and once I believed and walked in that, like my life changed. Now I went from um, I went from doing stuff from a place of performance to a place of acceptance. Like, hey, I don't need to perform so much. I don't need to perform to get to God. God has already performed. He's accepted me. I've accepted that now. I can just be obedient and now I can just live the way he expects me to live. And, and how I learned that is, is by reading his word, is by getting around a, um, a group of believers. I, I love what you just said, from performance to acceptance. I think that is some of the most powerful things that we can learn, not only when we're younger, but now. I mean, yeah. even as I'm 30, I'm thinking, you know, that having the best podcast or the best book or like the most powerful book, you know, like that's, that's what my worth can get wrapped up in every now and then. And I have to stop myself and be like, Whoa, you are not the sum of your accomplishments. Just like you were saying earlier, you're not your stats. You're not your test scores. You have to go, you have to take a step back from performance and lean into acceptance because that is how you can be an open vessel for the Lord to flow through. Exactly. So I love that you said that. That's so good. Woo, taking us to church today. Okay. (laughs) I also want to circle back to something you said earlier. And um, it was about basically the divorce rate being so high and how it's like, no, no, no. 
that doesn't, that stat doesn't mean anything to me because we have Jesus at the top of our triangle. It's like how you, how you said Christ was at the top and then you and your wife were at the, at the bottom. And that's kind of what ties you together. And I think that is something that we need to hear more often. We need to hear about the power of God and his redemption and how he created marriage and stats mean nothing to him when it comes to that kind of uh, mentality and how the confidence in your marriage lies in Christ. Uh. It's not, it has nothing to do with the abilities of humans. It has nothing to do with you and your wife. Your confidence is in the Lord and how he, you know, paired you two together. It's his plan for y'all to be together and no stat is going to mess up his plan and no stat is going to, just it's not going to affect his plan right and that's it sounds like that's what your confidence is in and i think that's really cool i think more people need to hear that more often especially when it comes to marriage when things get hard um i'm thinking of stepmoms or or step parents who have just been through that already and their their marriage now is strong and christ-centered and they're still just struggling and i'm just thinking like your confidence can be in the Lord. It doesn't have to be in, in the other person. Right, 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 exactly. Because I remember someone, somebody said, like, marriage is two imperfect people serving one perfect God. I've heard, like, marriage is like a, a giving contest. Who can outgive one another? Like, or serving contest. Who can outserve one another? Like, as long as my eyes are, are off myself, are off myself and serving my wife and vice versa, then, like, then, I mean, that's going to help us become just more successful. Our marriage should be a mirror or of God's love and stuff like yeah. that. Yes, we fight, we bicker, we argue, but also we forgive and um, and we and we reconcile and and we we keep moving and we love each other. And so um, that's it. Our marriage should be a reflection of 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 the gospel, and it's by by any means it's not easy. It's work. It's work, but it's also, it's, re- it's rewarding. Yeah. I, I enjoy it a lot. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Hey, I, I think you have said some incredible things today. I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. And um, I want everyone to be able to connect with you online. Where can we follow you and stay connected with you? Yes. Yeah, so you can follow me on all my social media pr- platforms um, they're kind of dormant right now because I did this. I don't even believe in New Year's resolutions, but I was like, you know, let me try. So I told myself I wasn't going to post for a year in January 2020. And it's crazy because of quarantine, COVID, um, uh, Black Lives Matter, like, etc. Like the politics, everything happened. And I love getting in those conversations. But wow. I told myself I wouldn't post. So I stuck with it. Yeah. And I still haven't got on yet. But <clears throat> oh my gosh, I'm going to, I know I'm going to get on those soon. Even TikTok, I have a, I have um like TikTok, Snap, uh, um not Snapchat, but TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be live again. So uh, is it all yeah, just your name? Follow me on those. Yeah, just Prince at Prince Amukamara. Yep, just that. Perfect. Just awesome. That. And also, I think I want to start a a podcast too. <gasps> Yes. Like, I like this. Yeah. But I want to so be fun. I want to be so raw. I want to be so raw. Like I don't want to be caged 
into anything. I want to talk about whatever. Like I, I love Bachelor, Bachelorette. <laughs> if you want to, yeah. But I can talk about that for days. Um, I love talking about people's new new Netflix shows, whatever they're watching. I mean, I love talking about stocks, finances, the gospel, everything and anything. Worship music. I've been on this kick. Have you heard of Maverick City? Yes. Oh my gosh, Justin was playing it the other day. Oh, oh my lord. So wow. good. Wow. <laughs> That's so anyways, good. yeah. So I mean, I I can't. I, I I love talking about everything. So yeah, I might ask you some tips and in, in, um in starting one and stuff. Look, I'll tell you everything. I think it's it's not extremely difficult i mean there's a little some little tedious things but i think it's so much fun i think it's some of the best work that there is to do and i mean i just it's a vehicle to share other people's messages that i learn from and that i just respect so i think it's really cool you should definitely do it i'll look into it last question how can we as a wild confidence community pray for you in this season yes um piggybacking off of the new year's resolution i did one where i'm going to pray with my wife every day and so i've been on that so and it's so tough because like there's times where you guys get in arguments like little arguments and it's like you don't like like it's like you don't really want to really talk to this person right now like you guys just got yeah. in a little bickers but it's crazy because it like kind of like forces me to put my private side and say, hey, no, like, let's come to the Lord together. And what's been great is my kids have been seeing that. It's crazy. Oh. I didn't start this a long time ago, but my kids have been seeing that and they've been joining. And so it's, it's been, um, it's been great. And one thing, one thing that happened was we were praying for one of our friends to get pregnant. And they ended up getting pregnant. And that, oh that one like gosh. blew me. That one blew me because we're just, we're just like, I mean, we're just praying and just talking and just talking to God. And then we, 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 we heard that they were having trouble. They've been having trouble for a while. And we, we prayed for, we just been praying, praying. And then we got news that they're pregnant and we're like, what the heck? Like he's listening. <laughs> I mean, yeah. even if he doesn't answer, I it's real listening, but right. But it's still like it, the confirmation that that happens. It's like wow, yeah. And so um, it kind of forces you to be forces us to even be more bold in our prayers and not put God into any box or limit Him and and just to like get crazy with it. Like and but and I'm I'm always a I'm always a believer in be careful what you pray for because it because it might and could and will and will happen. God, like like use me. I don't care how you use me. Use me. Right, hey, we actually we have a position in um in Nigeria that hold on what? Yeah. Like, so like be 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 careful. Be careful. Yeah, absolutely. Or you pray for patience and then something patience, right? happens. Something, oh my gosh. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, I love it. Okay, well, we are going to cover you in prayer that y'all continue to see the Lord work in your prayer. Um, and, and in that union. So Prince, thank you so much for hanging out today. I don't, I don't think you even know how much I, you blessed us. So, um, I just so appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time and, um, I just can't wait to keep up with you and, and see what the Lord does in your life. No problem. Thanks for having me. 
Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you, so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.